Welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast by Infusion CBD. Scientifically proven to help with everything from mental pains in your muscles, ligaments, and joints. I use the muscle rub and I also use, and it helps you with my sleep, my anxiety, and the muscle rub. Well, does exactly what it says. Pains in my joints and ligaments. Fusion CBD and put in the promo code GRANITE for 15% off. You are very much. Also, this podcast is brought to you. The book by Sean Thompson. From Amazon. In paperback form. It is the story from growing up being bullied, uh, joining on three different tours, and then my with mental health, depression, anxiety, PTSD, that sort of thing. Check it out. That's Granite Zero by Sean James. That out, mofos. Now, it's episode 97. Ivan Rolls. Now, Ivan is a several different martial arts and is a fantastically successful businessman and just all round. We talk about bullies, lockdown, the lot. There's nothing in this podcast. So, Without firm to the Granite Zero podcast, Ivan. Welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Thank you for having me on. For those of you that uh, don't know, uh, I first met Ivan back in 2013, I believe it was, on a yeah. on a close protection course that we did in London. And it was, tell you what, it was a fucking good course, I thought. Yeah. A, yeah. A different, a di- a different, no, a different breed of people I, I, that I was surrounded by. I can't believe that's, God, what, eight years ago now? I know, it's mad, it's mad, isn't it? Mate. It is. <laughs> it is. I was driving with and- a partner, today, and uh, we're driving past where I used to live um, a few years ago. And I was like, you know, I used to live down there. You know, little boys in the back. I said, I'll have to take him one day and, and show him where, where I used to live. And she said, uh, So, how long ago did you live there? And I, I don't know, maybe like, must be about eight, nine, ten years ago. <laughs> with 21 years. 21 years ago. <laughs> where does time like, go? Like, where, where? Whoa, what happened to those 20 years? Like, literally just, it just felt, gone, mate. felt a lot. Yeah, there it's you go. Gone. 
But there's there's one story that sticks in my mind on our on our CP course, mate. And um, I actually tell it to mm. fucking anybody that I talk about when I did my course. And that was when we were doing a bit of the um, escalation of force um, training. And uh, I think it was I think mm. it was Katie. Her name was, and she was holding the pad. And you volleyed her with this <laughs> kick, and she just went flying across the room. <laughs> I was like, I, shit. I, I didn't know she was so light. <laughs> just whack. Gone. Gone. Because you you um you went into the, the CP's style to bring the dogs in, didn't you? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think I was I was very interested in it um as a as a possible career and i thought you know what it would just really add to to you know what knowledge i, I had you know at that stage anyway and it was uh, something i thought well let, let's learn a little bit more about it let's um let's see if i can integrate it with what, what i'm already doing um and yeah it was it, it was a it was a cracking course learned learned absolutely loads um eventually basically decided that it wasn't really the route that i yeah. wanted to go down um, and i think that's because of responsibilities i think you know cp is an amazing um experience an amazing lifestyle if you kind of free single and can drop things i totally agree mate totally agree that's the you reason know? why i didn't I didn't pursue it so i did the course yeah finished it and i was like fucking i'm buzzing i can i can go and do this and i was like oh the reason why i left the military was actually to spend time with my family so i was like yeah. chat me with my old man my old man was like well i can get you on the circuit do it with um the company that he works for and i was like yeah i could but that's like four four weeks on one week off or whatever it is i, I don't think i could do that but especially at that's that time right. when um my youngest was just about to be born it was like well can't really do that so <laughs> we'll just stick to regular security work <laughs> tell you what yeah. having that having that cp license in the regular security world it's a hell of a top trump you go, oh, I've got CP. They go, well, yeah. you can have a job then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I ended up um, working the doors for what it was about four or five years after that. Um, just supplemental income on the weekends. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was good experience. Um, and yeah, a lot of times because I had the CP, I, I was getting put on jobs that probably, you know, you wouldn't, wouldn't normally get, you know, looking after a few kind of the rich and famous and stuff like that. And, mm. um, but I think I think to be honest, the Scrooge company was just used the fact that you had a CP license to, to uh, get more money out of the the, the yeah, clients. Yeah, well, it works for the company as well. Yeah. On there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been I've it been really used was. For, for that sort of thing before with, with um, what we have now um, uh, where I am. Before I was the the manager of the site, they were like, "Well, we've got a close protection operative working for us, so they, they mm. can." they can do this, this, and this. And the, and the client's like, oh, really? It's like, I'm still going to do exactly the same job as everybody else. It just looks fancy. <laughs> yeah. But the, the one thing I did actually Definitely. use from that, from that course was the surveillance. Because I went into surveillance work for a, for a couple of years. And hmm. yeah, I, I, it, it was good fun. That was good fun. Spying on benefit sheets was hmm. fun. <laughs> yeah, but it was. But it was. I think. Um, I think one day. I know. I know you've written a book. I think I'll. Um, I'll end up writing a book of my experiences on the the doors. I was going to call it the memoirs for short ass doorman, because uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a five. Yeah. So every job I went into, everybody just looks at you like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" 
and then the first time yeah. it kicks off, they realize, all oh, right, actually, you know, <laughs> it's good to have you here. Yeah, um, but, yeah definitely, mate. It was like, definitely. Door, I felt like I had to prove myself. Whereas if, you know, you're six foot six and built like a brick shit house, you know, you just walk in and you've got that presence, haven't you? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that experience. <laughs> well, I, I, I take a lot from that, mate, because I'm, I'm pretty much the same. I'm actually two inches shorter than you. I'm only five, six. So yeah. I was like tiny little fucking, uh, yeah, short man syndrome I've got. <laughs> I was I was forever the one getting in fights with the doorman because they're like, well, who's this little creature? It's like, well. I'll show you who this creature is if you want. But yeah. So <laughs> what so for for the listeners, your master Ivan roll, is that correct? Well, yeah, that, that that's like the official <laughs> official take. So, I need marketing. This, I mean, I'm I'm quite I'm I'm a I'm a really humble guy and I've I've been brought up in the martial arts for, for many, many years and, and I've come across some absolute legends in the martial arts that are, you know, really, really top guys that are just, just nice, humble, down to earth, down to earth people. And then I've come up with other people that have just so, so blown up their own ass. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, although no, that's no my, happy medium. <laughs> yeah. It's, no happy it's medium, mainly, it? mainly a, a marketing uh, thing. Yeah. I get really that. I get that. You know, if someone comes and they, they want to train with, you know, Joe Bloggs, the karate guy, or or Master Rolls, then they're probably going to go for the, the second. And I think Cobra Kai's done yeah, us yeah. a favour. Oh, stuff, you know, it's, that is fucking brilliant, mate. That Cobra Kai is amazing. Because yeah. I, I love the fact that it's made as though it's still in the 80s as well. It's so cheesy, yeah. but amazing. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I got me, I got me kids to watch it. <laughs> yeah. It is like, even my, my, my partner, like, you know, she uh she's just like oh just stop boring me about martial arts because I just go blah 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 all day long, and then she sat and she watched that and she watched the whole series and she loved it, and she started asking me questions about things and I was like well there you go you know it's more interesting than you than you might think yeah. if you get into it. <laughs> so did, did you start start at a young age, getting into martial arts? Yeah, I started I started fairly young. Um, you know I think I think like a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people who get into martial arts, I had a history, you know, I was bullied quite badly when I was a kid, um, didn't like that feeling, um, just discovered a, a different feeling. Um, I mean, for many years, I was I was kind of picked on mercilessly, mainly by one kid in school. And um, I just, I, I didn't know how to handle the feelings that I was getting. It was like, you know, someone's picking on me and I felt like um, an adrenaline rush in my body. Yeah, and yeah. every time I'd mm. see I feel that adrenaline rush um, and I didn't know what it was, you know, obviously now I do, but as a kid, yeah. I, I interpreted that feeling for fear. So I believed I was a scared child. That was my identity, yeah, which yeah. obviously compounded the, um, the, the effect of the bullying because I'd never do anything. So it, I'd, I'd, um, I'd go into freeze because everyone talks about fight or flight, don't they, with fight adrenaline? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the most common human reaction isn't fight or flight. It's actually freeze. Um, most people react to that adrenaline dump or that, 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 that shock feeling by freezing. And, you know, if, if people don't believe me, just jump out on someone and go, boo. You know, not many people will, will, will put their guard so, ask, away. Ask me missus, mate. My missus scares me constantly. Like, she even got me yesterday when I thought I was safe. I thought I was safe in the shower, right? Just finished doing the housework. She was out getting her glasses tightened up. 
I was in the shower, thought I was safe. I even put, this is how many times she scares me, right? I pulled the curtain slightly so I could see the mirror so I could see if she was coming, right? That's, that's the level of fucking scare cam she has on me. So I thought I was safe, turning the shower off, and there she was. She opens the curtain. Ah! First reaction was, I just went, ah! Like that. Like a, like a scared fucking girl. And she was like, ah, I got you again. It's like, brilliant. Thanks. Uh, so that'll probably be uh, on fucking yeah. Facebook later. <laughs> it is like, that, that's, that's most people's, and, and it's, it's the natural reaction to an adrenaline dump. But um, obviously with training, that can be trained, you know, you'll know through your military background, through through martial arts and combat training, we know that, that, that we train a fight reaction followed by a, a flight reaction. And rather than that, that, that freeze. But at the time, it was every time I'd see this kid, I'd just freeze and I, I just didn't know what to do with the pounding heart and the sweating palms and the not being able to talk and all the things that adrenaline does does to your body. And then um, I don't know what it was. I think I had a conversation with somebody one day or I can't remember what it was, but w w for some, some reason I managed to find out that those feelings I was getting was actually not fear. It was me being prepared and something just flipped in my brain and went, well, your heart because the blood's pumping around your body ready to smash this kid. Yeah, ready to go. You know, your, your, <laughs> your, your mouth's on right. And then just one day there was just something that, that, that flipped in me and this kid was like pushing me around and hit me outside. And I just grabbed this kid and I felt like I was a superhuman in that moment. So I was just bouncing him off every car in the car park. Um, and then I turned around and half the school were watching me. And, and this kid just disappeared from being this massive thing that was scaring me every day to being this little shit that just would walk yeah. out my way from. And something switched in me on that day. And it was like, wow, you know, if only other people knew that that feeling is not fear, that feeling is actually preparedness. And if we can help other people to feel that as well, that's a really, really positive, positive thing. And I think that that's what then led me into martial arts and fighting and learning about, you know, martial arts for many, many years and, and, and taking it as far as I, I've taken it. I think it was probably that one incident that, um, that, yeah. that, that it really. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking... It's a mad thing how, how many people actually go into martial arts or or boxing, for example, after after being picked on. Um, it's one of the things that I actually wish mm. that I did. Like my 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 mum and dad were never into combat sports. They are now. They, you sit there and you're like, oh, mm. they're watching the boxing. Because um, mm. I, I was picked on quite badly as a kid. You know, I was, I was well, I still am. I was short. I was skinny, like proper skinny, like a little fucking. Uh, I had like mouse-like features, big ears, big teeth, big nose, all that sort of thing. But dad would used to shave my head, so it made my ears look even bigger. I used to joke to my um, my oldest. I was like, "Well, if you saw me as a kid, I would have picked on me as well." Um, but I I I dealt with my um, my sort of anxiety and and being picked on and bullied. I put that into sport. So where I, I say sport, saying that martial arts isn't a sport, but you know what I mean. Um, so I took all my negative energy that I had and I took it into uh, football, rugby, basketball, that sort of thing. And I think that if I'd have done that and gone into martial arts, I would have, I would have gone up like, cause I fucking love boxing. Like uh, I was, I boxed for the air force. I bought, I did one of those white collar events, which I fought a bloke that was huge compared to me. 
not KO'd him in the second round, just saying. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I, I was like, well, I've got a, a bit of a talent for fighting. I used to like fight all the time, but it's it's one of those. I wish I'd have done that at a younger age, taking all that mm. anxiety sort of feelings that I had from being picked on and used it into that. But yeah, but to be fair, my low self-esteem sort of changed as soon as I started playing football competitively because I knew that everybody was equal on there. I could just fucking take someone out if I wanted um, and have no no repercussions. <laughs> you know, that, that, that was my way of dealing with my bullies. And I actually got my bully back. Um, wasn't a fight like yours where you're throwing them about. I, I, I waited and picked my opportune moment. And it was when I actually got into secondary school. So I was bullied throughout primary school when it was secondary school. And uh, we were at opposite schools and it was a rugby match. And I asked specifically to play in the op- in the uh, opposite um, position that he was. And we were going into the scrum. And I, I was, like I said, I was still quite skinny then. And I was like, I want to play in the hooker position. So I knew he was playing hooker. And as soon as he went down in the scrum, I thought, fuck it, here's my moment. And just dropped the nut right on his nose, split his nose open. He got taken off. And luckily for me, my head of year was referee in the game. And he was like, that was a good tackle, Tomo, wasn't it? Carry on. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> That's it. You know, I, I think I think for some people that that if, if, if they never actually confront that fear, mm. it just grows, doesn't it? You know, I mean, so many adults oh, are walking around now with the scars of bullying when they, they were kids and certain things trigger them and, and whatnot. But it's 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 such a powerful lesson to, to know that once you've overcome that, then you know, nothing else is gonna gonna stop you in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, bullying is obviously it, it's a massive subject, but it but it creeps into so many other areas of people's lives that um that, that if there's a challenge there and they don't overcome that challenge, then definitely. that challenge grows, doesn't it? Worse, oh, definitely. They never get past it. So yeah, because that, that um, was one of the things that yeah. my old man used to say to me. Because my old man is a big, he's a big character. But when you know when he's in the room, if he's in the pub, you know he's in there, sort of thing. And he used to always say to me, like, he used to go, Sean, you, you're, you've got no self-confidence. Where's your confidence? I can see it on a football pitch. Why have you not got it in real life? And, like, doing things like this, I would never be able to do this as a kid. Um, and when I did, mm. I went through a, a course called Inner Armour. He was like, you know you're a natural, like, introvert. I'm like, that, most people say I'm an extrovert because I'm quite loud. And he went, nah, you're, you're, a, you're a shy character. And that, that's from being, from, as a kid, like if I go into a new room, I don't know anyone in there. I'll go and sit in the corner or something and play on my phone out of the way of people. Mm. And it's one of those things that I, I'm still trying to get over. It's like, I'm no longer that little mousy person. I'm now Tomo, who's fucking been out to Iraq and Afghanistan a couple of times, that sort of thing. It's like, come on, where's your confidence? Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like definitely, like you said, if you don't, if you don't get over these hurdles head on, then they'll, they'll stay with you, definitely. And I noticed on, yeah. on your profile, you do, you do, you've got, is it a company or is it just a, a class that the, is it bully to black belt or black belt to bully? Or yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was, um, that was something I put together because um, it was mainly for my industry, for the martial arts industry um, to, to help um, kids. Because I mean, I've, I've been running martial arts schools now for, for 20 years and 
and God knows how many kids that we, we, we've helped in that time um, to overcome the, these issues they've, they've got um, when they're being bullied um, and we've got to build their confidence back up and, and give them an outlet and, and help them to overcome these issues. And um, I actually started my, my first ever martial arts school 20 odd years ago with a, a bully buster seminar. Um, it was in a little uh, school hall and I just decided, right, let's do a, a seminar on how to overcome bullying. So I put together a little package and um, we had about 20 kids show up to it. It's like a free seminar. And as a result of that, um, about 15 of them said, yeah, I want to come back and do martial arts training with you. So it started my first ever martial arts club awesome. with that. And then, um, you know, 20 years later, you know, we, we, we've got um, four full-time martial arts academies. I've got two franchises. I've been to national franchise in, in other country as well and I, I we regularly do these um bully buster um seminars um where we'll go into schools or we'll do it at our venue and the kids will come and we'll teach them all about what bullying is how to overcome it we even teach the parents like what to look out for and how to support their kids as well it's like complete package and i was like this is awesome what we've put together it's um, such a shame that the only people that are really getting exposed to that is the local kids in, in our area yeah. that are local to our schools. So I thought, well, what can I do to allow more kids to be able to do this? And I thought, well, you know, one of the things I know more than more than anything is the martial arts. And I know how, how valuable this is for kids that are being bullied. I mean, any sport they get into will help them. But obviously, I've got a, a personal affinity to martial arts. And I think it's oh, very, sure. very powerful what it can do for kids, um, especially in those situations. Um, so yeah, I decided what I'll do is I'll, I'll put together like a little bit of a charitable thing where um, people can um, uh, learn all the systems and then they can go and apply it in their, in their areas. And so far we've had about 150 martial arts schools who've all joined up. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. sent them out. Yeah. The package they know how to do this now they've got the powerpoint presentation to go into schools and educate kids about this we even have one one martial arts school that their local council has paid them like 10 grand to go into all the local nice. schools and deliver this so it's um yeah it's, it's really nice feeling that you know from that maybe one instant you know 35 yeah, yeah. 30 many years ago of me overcoming my you know challenge of a bully now um all those years later it's been that knowledge is being spread out to, to so many kids because it, it, it is tragic bullying can have such such tragic consequences Definitely. you know and and the thing that's different i think these days compared to when i was a kid is that at least when i went home it shut off yeah. so i'd go to school to that, i wasn't yeah. happy school. go home and it would shut off whereas nowadays with the, the, the social media and everything it, it's there in the kids hands and you know, it, it, they're not just getting bullied by a couple of kids in school. It can go viral and, and thousands yeah. of kids can be bullying them. And it, it's just so it's so much more amplified what they're having to deal with these, these days. So um, I think it's something that definitely needs, you know, addressing on a, on a bigger scale. We'll do our little yeah, bit. But, defi yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's always like that that one thing. Like my mum used to say, oh, just ignore it. It's like, all right, I, can I could back then, fucking in the 90s and the, and the noughties, you could, because I didn't have someone blowing up my phone every two seconds going, you're a cunt or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. But now, but now these kids, because they've all got, like my, my daughters, they're well, almost 10 and almost seven. So they're, 
but they they haven't got the SIM card now, but they've both got phones. So mm-hmm. it's like at some point they're all going to be exchanging numbers or emails or whatever like that, and then they'll be on WhatsApp groups and it's just and and kids can be really nasty. They they can yeah and. It's it's and they and they pick it up from people that they that they see. So it could be from their parents being online or whatever, trolling people online, and they go, "Oh, that's well, you can do that." It's like, well, no, you shouldn't do that. So mm-hmm. it's it's like we've me and my missus have always tried to teach our girls to be very kind and very like courteous and to anybody, whoever it is. Um, but we've also always told them that if someone's going to be fucking nasty to you, then you put them back in their place. Um, yeah, and my my youngest has definitely taken that on board because she takes no shit. She takes no shit from me or my missus. To be fair, <laughs> the, the, my eldest is a lot softer. She's a very very sensitive soul, shall we say? But I'm sure they'll they'll, they'll learn as they go older. The eldest has got yeah, a very that... nasty rear naked choke. A very nasty. Martial arts instructors. He had a great phrase. He used to say, "Look, walk softly, but carry a big stick." Which I think is such such a great concept, you know. Go into the the nicest person, help everyone, be nice. But as you said, take no shit. Carry a big stick in case you need it. And I think yeah, that's yeah. um, you know, if, if all kids, you know, took took that on board. And I, 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 I said I'm very passionate about martial arts because it it really does even the the playing field for everybody. It allows you know the 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 kids who are a bit you know um, wild. It disciplines them, yeah, yeah. calms them down, and takes that bit out of them um and those kids who are a bit shy and lacking confidence it really does boost them up um as well and, and so many great great life skills and one of the things that's i think that's really helped my company do as well as it's done in terms of the martial arts is that we've really integrated um leadership and personal development in with what the martial arts has always done the martial arts always make kids physically fit and strong and mentally tough um but one of the things I was noticing that that even kids like black belt level or something, you would say to them, right, um, just warm up the class and they'd shift themselves because that, that mm. thought of being out in front of people and public speaking and all those kind of things, um, it was really scary for them. And I was like, wow, you know, that that's that's something that if kids can overcome those fears and, and start to become leaders of themselves and others. Um, that's going to really help them to become successful in their life in, in many ways. And we've got this great vehicle called martial arts where we're already strengthening people internally, externally. Why don't we work on their success traits as well to make them more successful individuals? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm lucky enough to have, to have been all over the world and, and trained with a guy called Tony Robbins. A lot of people know him in the personal development world. Um, and um, Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and all these great personal development people who, who really work on that technology. And I don't know whether it's because I've got a teaching background in terms of my father was a head teacher, but I've always been able to um, relate topics to kids. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was kind of take all that knowledge of how to become successful that I've applied in my own life and then... Um, chunked it down into a format that kids can really take on board and then we integrate that into our martial arts lessons now so the, the kids are getting used to like coming to the front of the class and and leading a section yeah. of the class and or groups to stand in front of each other and warm each other up or Brilliant teach idea. a technique or 
yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been really, really powerful. And I think that's one of the things that made this as, do as well as it's done is that the parents really see that value really, really early on. Whereas sometimes it takes them a while to appreciate that the value the kids are getting in the martial arts. You know, they they might okay when they're a black belt themselves, it's worth yeah. it. But up to that point, it's just an activity. Whereas when they come to class and they see their kids stood in front of a load of other kids, not being afraid to speak in public, they're like, "Wow, that that's valuable now." So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that part of what we do. I think a lot of parents, they unless they've got a sort of martial arts background, there. Uh, they they tend to go. Well, I don't really want my kids going into that sort of thing because they're going to be fighting. It's like no, they learn so much more from doing. It, mm. Like I said, like like we we use the martial arts sort of um, background because obviously we've got you on. But you learn so much through things like martial arts because one, it teaches you, like you said, discipline, integrity, and things like that, and. And it gives you confidence and that's what a lot of kids don't have is confidence um so yeah teaching teaching them at a young age will help build the, the our future generation to become a, a great generation should we say um and yeah it's 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 amazing what you can, what they can get and it's just a shame that at, at, at this moment in this climate that kids can't interact so I was going to ask you, ask you how you getting on, how you getting around this shit. <laughs> yeah, God. But like I, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm no qualms in saying that, you know, back in March when I walked out of my building and locked that door, I, I had a little cry that night for sure, hundred percent, you know, because I didn't know don't blame you. where we were going. You know, this is this is twenty years of building a, a business. Mm. Um, we were just at the stage that. For the first time in a long time, I was actually in a position where I'd actually been able to pay myself a really, really decent income. And I was starting to get to the stage we're going to be investing in some properties and do all these great things, build, building the future for my little boy who, who was, um, you know, just turned two at the time. I'm like, wow, this our life's going to be fantastic now. And I'm not going to have to do, you know, 16, 17 hour days every day. And this is going to be the future. Yeah, yeah. And we were just at the point. I was like, wow. And then it was like, right now I'm locking the door and I don't know when I'm opening that door again. Uh, you know, and obviously at the time there was a lot of fear going on, being pumped into everybody. It still is now, but at the time oh, yeah. it was like crazy. Wow, are we ever going to be able to interact mm. and open this door again? So I had, I had a couple of days when I was really, really, really low. Um, you know, and I've had mental health issues in the past, very a lot of depression and things. And I was finding myself going, whoa, right back down that that, that yeah, rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah. Was just, I think it was just, I got up and a, my little boy ran in and he was like, hi, daddy. And I was like, you know, I can't go back there. Right, no chance yeah. that I've got too much now to, to stop, to, you yeah, know, yeah. to not go back. So um, I was like, right, let, let's sort this shit out. And um, my, my partner, she says, you know, you're the hardest working person I've ever come across in my life. She said, but I've never seen anyone work as hard as you did in those two weeks. I literally was sleeping a couple hours a day. The rest of the time I was on YouTube learning shit about stuff that I, I've never <laughs> won. Again, all like the technical stuff, like how to Zoom, how to like put people into the rooms, how to put together a schedule and a timetable. Because, you know, with, with four schools and two franchises, we had over a thousand families that I had to do something with to keep this business going. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah, definitely. So I've got to come up with a, a curriculum that we can teach over this format. I've got to come up with a, 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 a platform to do it on. I've got to have people checking into that platform. I've got to communicate with these people. It was just like, whoa. So two weeks, we just, we just smashed it for two weeks. And we ended up coming up with a full day of um, online uh, kids camp. So we had awesome. gymnastics, we had, we had martial arts, we had um, uh, foreign language lessons. We had all kinds of stuff going on all through the day. I, I got a studio and I turned it into a studio. We put lighting up and proper cameras and we had a proper studio going. Awesome. And all day long, we had coming in teaching different things and kids were logging on. Um, it was awesome. It was it was so, so cool. Thought um, of that, um, at the end of the first lockdown, which was obviously quite a long one, um, yeah, we, yeah. we'd gone down about 40%, I would say, in terms of student revenue. Um, but we, we kept 60% of the business, um, yeah, yeah. Which, which, you know, considering most other kids' activities in the area literally just shut down. Um, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't do that. You know, I've got a lot of staff who um, weren't employed, so therefore couldn't be furloughed, had only recently become self-employed, therefore couldn't claim anything. Me, personally, I couldn't claim anything um, because yeah. I was a director of a well and... Yeah. As director of a company, um, my money was in dividends. I couldn't claim anything. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. So literally, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting paid. My staff aren't getting paid. I've got a thousand kids who have got nothing to do. You know, yeah. um, what are we going to do? So that, that's the plan we came up with. And uh, yeah, end of the first lockdown, we came out of it pretty good. Um, you know, there was some government funding came in as well. So, you know, it kept us going. Um, and then we're like, shit, you know, we need to, and now I need a way of filling up these martial arts schools again really fast. So I completely revolutionized our um, sales and marketing systems. Um, that instead of taking six months to fill a school, we could do it in two months. Um, wow. So we did that when we came out of the first lockdown, went right back up to 100% capacity again. Then the second lockdown was easier because everything was there. We, we had the systems, everything's all there. It had already been done in the first lockdown. So second lockdown, it was only a month, put them online for a month um, and we, we, we didn't lose anybody. Um, and then we built up again in, in December and then obviously here we go again, um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Back, in, back into lockdown again. Um, so we, we're doing okay. We haven't lost a lot of people so far. Um, with schools potentially opening in March, I'm, I'm pretty sure that kids' activities should be soon after that. Fingers, so fingers I'm crossed. thinking we're, we're, we're back open again. Um, awesome. So we'll, we'll do okay till then. And, you know, th this lockdown, um, I've spent my time because we, we, we don't have to teach in the daytimes because the kids are in school this time. Um, yeah, yeah. For a lot of time, we're not doing so much. Um, so this time I've managed to spend a lot more time personally doing other things. So I've been spending a lot of time with my family and, um, I've started a, um, a proper business, which is going amazing. Really cool. Nice we one. bought, um, three houses during the lockdown and kicked them out as houses of multiple occupations. So we've been getting me, me hands dirty with painting, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, getting amongst so it. We're, getting amongst it. We're, we're, we're back, we're back where I was just before yeah, we yeah. start the lockdown that's so, awesome uh, yeah we had, just, we had it just shows the different um the different mentality with different people 
like you've gone out and you've gone right this is a shit situation you had your your man moment where you're like oh fuck mm. this is bollocks but then you went mm. right i need to fix it and there's a, mm. a lot of people unfortunately that wouldn't have they would have just sat down and gone i can't and that's the that's the bad thing about yeah. all these different lockdowns like, i'm lucky that i'm 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 employed i'm on a salary so i'm i'm all right um my missus she's self uh, self-employed so she's um she got a couple of decent grants that luckily that i've been uh, promoted so i'm actually on a decent wage or we can actually live off my wage and we put her grant money into our savings as a as a buffer mm. which is we haven't been mm. able to do that for well for since since i left the military really we barely had any savings mm. um so that that's always good and it, it's nice to see that there, there are people out there that are willing to put the time and effort in for kids as well like mm. My, my, both my girls do uh, gymnastics and unfortunately they haven't done any since since the lockdowns and i'm mm -hmm. down in kent so we've been we've been the worst so we've had obviously a lockdown one lockdown two then we we're in tier four which was pretty much a fucking lockdown and now mm -hmm. we're back in lockdown three so my, my girls are going a bit stir crazy bless them um luckily mm -hmm. we do have uh so a little a few bits of equipment in the house that they can practice with um, trying to get mm -hmm. them to use YouTube for that, as in going on finding tutorials to to practice, finding mm -hmm. watching oh, morons on fucking YouTube instead, which is annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, unfortunately, they haven't had their their gymnastics um, company haven't haven't taken the steps like you have with with all these different mm -hmm. classes that you can do, um, mm -hmm. which is a shame, but. I'm sure we'll be out of this lockdown at some point soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, lost. one of the things that I learned, <laughs> you said hey, there's, there's never, never a lack of resources, only a lack of resourcefulness. Yeah. You know, so if people can just be resourceful enough to, to go, okay, well, what else can we do? You know, if you ask yourself the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. You ask yourself shit questions, you'll get shit answers. So that first night at the end of the first lockdown, my question was, why is this happening to me? What a shit mm. question. You know, and I'm only going to get <laughs> yeah. shit answers. You yeah, know, of course you are. As soon as a different question came and said, right, well, what can I do about this? What can I do? You know, how can I how can I turn this situation into a into a positive? What can I do to improve the situation? You know, um, and once you start asking yourself the right questions, you're going to get better answers because um, the quality of your life is the quality of the, the questions you ask yourself. You know, um, ask yourself better questions. You'll you'll you're going to get better, better answers and a better quality of life. So I think, um, you know, for a lot of people, um, it, it, it's been really, really, really hard um, because they're not exposed to that information. They're not that they're, there's no one saying to them, well, is that the right thing to ask you? Or is there a better question you need to ask yourself that they don't have a coach? There's no one there to mentor, yeah, them, yeah. you know, and the only people, you know, that a lot of people have is, is the people they live with or what they're seeing on TV. So yeah. if the people you're with are at that higher level, in terms of being able to ask you better questions and pull you back up. And we all know the media is the absolute opposite and that's just driving everybody down. Um, yeah, it's no yeah. wonder people are in 
situation you know yeah definitely and um, like you said it's dri- the 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 media are driving people down like you just said and you can see it um like i think i think the, these new vaccines and, and what have you are are obviously working to whatever they're doing and i, I believe like the the death rate or the infection rate or i can't remember which one it was has gone down by i think it was like almost 30 percent it's like why is that not being put on the news like it's coming down it's down to 30 percent now and but yet you're still going on about how bad it how bad it all is can we have a bit of positive please you wonder why people's mental health is going down and we have to get uh, people like that Dr. Alex, who's now an ambassador for mental health or whatever he is, um, which is fucking good on him. At least there's an influencer out there, influencer, I hate that term, that is actually doing something. Um, but it's, it's like I've said countless times on, on the podcast, mental health has always been an issue. It's not a new thing. And like you said, you've had your um, your struggles with with depression. I've I've had uh, I've had mine, which is what I did with my book. Again, that, that's another thing. Throughout this lockdown, I was like, "What can I do to show people that you can do things to boost your own positive um, outlook on 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 a negative thing like depression, anxiety, PTSD, those sorts of things?" I did. I started the podcast, um, which well, we're coming up to our second year, which is pretty shit hot for someone who started off just chatting shit for 45 minutes on his own um but i started that i did that i got (laughs) funnily enough i got trolled for that when i first started it brilliant cheers for the boost um i then did a little mini documentary again got quite a bit of positive feedback from it and then i got a load of negative feedback from um uh, people who i won't name uh on here calling me a narcissist and things like that it's like well I'm pretty sure that's the opposite, but whatever. Uh, and then again, with the book, um, I've had loads of streams of uh, people saying how how they are enjoying it, how they didn't realise how much I was struggling, which is the point, um, because I hid it. Um, but again, I've got another handful of people who I tend to focus more on because of, that's how my mind works. I'll go to the negative instead of the positive, who, again, try and bring me down. It's like sake so i i go from these little peaks and troughs where i'm going up i'm like yeah i'm really happy with that oh shit now i'm down here because someone's trolling me oh i'm up here again i'm down here and it's like fuck's sake i just want to just want to plateau a little bit but it just shows that there are things that you can do out there to help boost your mental health and obviously physical activity is one of them and martial arts is another one you could do martial arts at home. you can do all these different practice and things i'm sure that you can you can back me up on that one yeah, definitely. I think uh, exercise is massive, isn't it? It releases endorphins. It's going to get you get get you feeling feeling better um, because you have obviously what you focus on, um, what you're physically doing, and the language of what 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 you're saying to yourself. Um, and if we can work on the physical, then that's at least going to boost the endorphins and get you moving. And then you can start working on those those other things. You know, what are you focusing on? Um, where's your brain going? Because obviously what you focus on expands, doesn't it? So uh, are we focusing on the that are going on and the opportunities or are we focusing on the negative? And then the language, what are you saying to yourself? What questions are you asking yourself? So, you know, I, I, I have to work on that all the time. Um, I still do. I'm, I'm very much like you in that 
I'll, I'll still focus on the negative. I can be doing uh, 99 things right, and the thing that's on my mind is the one thing yeah, I'm yeah. getting wrong. You know? Definitely. And I'll, I'll catch myself, and I'll still beat myself up about it. Um, and, and I have to, every day, I have to, you know, condition my mind because, you know, I think we all know that, that, that depression is not just something you have and it's gone. It, yeah, it's more that you, you learn how to control it, you learn how to work yeah. with it, you learn how to and it's a, con a constant battle. Um, but again, so something really, really strong that, that, that helps me is um, years ago, I think it was Zig Ziglar that I heard say, um, you are what you are and where you are by what goes into your mind. And you can change what you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. So um, obviously if you're listening to all the media bollocks at the moment, that stuff's going into your mind. It's going to depress the, the, the hell out of you. Um, yeah, so you have to choose what goes into your mind and, um, you know, choosing to listen to positive podcasts and positive information. Like I drive around in my car and I've got like positive stuff going in there, like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn stuff that's educating me to um, be a better person and to think better and to, you know, to feel better emotions each day. Um, it, it's so important to be constantly doing those things um, and not just letting your mind just decide itself where it's going to yeah, go yeah, yeah. because it's not conditioned correctly. It's going to pick the wrong things all the time. So yeah, um, of course. yeah that, that, so that's I, a, I, me on track. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. And there's another person that is exactly the same and that's my missus. So mm. I, I've been trying, like you said, I've been trying to condition myself to only look at the positive stuff. In fact, I actually stopped looking at the reviews for take the book, for example, I stopped looking at them. I was like, I'm not going to look at them because I'll look at the positives and then I'll see a negative and I'll go to that one and then I'll get into a snowball. Mm. Trying to tell my missus that was a fucking pain in the ass because she just kept doing it anyway. She kept going on Amazon, looking at reviews saying, Oh, there's another one. It's like, all right, is there a positive mm. one with there? And she's like, well, yeah. It's like, all right, I'm only taking the positives from people that are, messaging me directly if they if they've got my number or my dm or whatever it is and send me a message saying tomo cheers for that mate i actually enjoyed your book or even if it is if it is a negative uh spin on it they've come to me and said tomo mate i've read your book didn't really like it that's fine at least you've had the balls to say it to my face instead of or not to my face but through a direct message instead of leaving a snarky review. It's like, anyone can do that. Mm. I could do that with, like you said, like Tony Robbins book or, or whatever, mm. or, or on his podcast or, or something that he's done. I could do that. He's going to look at it and go, whatever. Not, not bothered. It's like, you've just taken your, your time out of your day to do it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. If you don't, it's like, I, it's like I've said on the last few podcasts, if you don't, if you don't like me, don't, don't listen. Don't follow, mm. don't subscribe, and don't spend your money on my book. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't yeah. don't don't go out because it's obviously causing you an issue. It's making you be negative. Get that out of your system. Yeah, let definitely. me do me. That's it. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter how how good you are or or etc. You know, if you raise your head above the water, there'll always be someone who wants to shoot it down. Yeah, um, definitely. You know. Take, take like JFK. JFK was probably the most, you know, uh, uh, 
liked president in US history, and yet half the population hated him. Half of the people in the US hated him and, and didn't like him, yet he was still the most yeah. popular. So uh, how, how, how good you are, like I love Tony Robbins and stuff. I think it's fantastic. But if I if I Google Tony Robbins reviews, it'll have thousands yeah. of negative reviews yeah. about people manipulating brains and he's just this and he's just that. And there'll always be people with with the, the, yeah. those negative opinions. Um, so, you know, same, really with, like, uh, same with Rogan as well, Joe Rogan. People yeah. having to go in because he took a, a multi-million pound, like, well, even what was it? Like a hundred million to go to Spotify. Oh, we sold out. Yeah. So no. He's built his podcast from nothing. Now he's a hundred million. Yeah. Come yeah, on! <laughs> I, th- I think that's you know, if, if if people just realize that you do you and I'll do me, but um, we, we're just in this generation now of, of people who just want to comment and you know people troll and and all the rest of it. But yeah, I think you just you've just got to be mentally tough enough uh, and strong yeah. enough, condition your mind. To just go well no fuck all that stuff let's just focus on on on, on the great stuff um I, I i've been listening to a lot of um, david goggins recently i really love his oh, stuff I do. You... oh it's I awesome. do like goggins. so yeah he's just so to the point and i love i, I love how how mentally he's tough and strong he is and all the stories doesn't mix his does. words either doesn't yeah, mix his words it's straight to it great. it's just it's just a lot of time i find it's just what you need to hear that day you know, you might be having a bit of a day and, you know, a few things are going wrong or, or whatever and you're questioning yourself and you're questioning other people and, and all the rest of it. I mean, like, between me and you, before we, we, we did this, you know, cast today, I'm like, I'm going into that mental bit of like, have I really got an interesting to say? You know, what's so great do, about do you know my what? life? You're not the only one that said that. And yeah, I've, I had um, a... BAFTA-nominated director come on come on the podcast, Phil Turner. He did um, the ambulance uh, documentary about... He followed the paramedics and that. And he also is one of the directors of SAS Who Dares Wins. And I invited him to come on. He went, why do you want to interview me? I went, because you're an interesting person who's got a different outlook on something else. And he's like, oh, OK, then. And we had, a, we had a fucking decent chat. We had a lot in common. We both support Man United, that sort of thing. Um, and again, like you said, it's like, what, what would you want? It's like, because you're an interesting person and you've got a brilliant outlook on it. You're a successful businessman. You're a successful martial artist, et cetera, et cetera. And you're not the only one, mate, that, is, that has said it. I've had, um, even had Leah Galton, who plays for uh, Manchester United women's um, football team. And she was another one that said, what, why do you want to, it's like, you're, you're a professional football player. And it's, I want to get I want to get like the the woman's perspective on on being a professional because obviously you guys get a lot of shit. This, but yeah, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. And the, and the, a few people are like, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I went, well, you um, you'll soon loosen up as soon as you start talking. Mm-hmm. When you realise that, mm-hmm. when you forget that it's recording, that's when the like at the beginning most people are quite cagey. It's quite feels quite structured. But then you start going off on these little tangents on these roles and people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, I enjoyed that. Could I do another? It's like, yeah, of course you can. I love it. <laughs> but I'm the same. I'm the same. Every time that I come down to my, my shed to, to hit record, I'm like, I hope this is a good one. I hope you've got enough conversation for it to flow. Mm. And then most of the time it does flow. There's, a, there's the odd time where it's like you have to really work at it. 
but yeah, most of the time it, it's it's pretty spot on. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've been quite well. Yeah, there's so many people that can can benefit from these things, and like I said, for me, I'm when I'm driving around, I do a lot of driving around, visiting different places, things, and um, I love just having stuff just playing. You know, it just yeah, plays, yeah. and I just listen stuff and you know i think everyone ever the latest everyone's on this clubhouse thing aren't they that's the latest social media thing that everyone's got into these rooms and and it's just people talking and you know yeah. i think there's there's a desperate need for people to, to to do that because out of those conversations comes ideas and sometimes it'll just Definitely. be one idea that'll just, like go back to my story of when i was bullied the idea that those feelings i was getting was actually me being prepared to deal with this bully as opposed to me being fearful that one idea completely changed my perspective on that situation and has, has led to where i am today you know so i think conversations and ideas that come out of conversations are, are, are so powerful because people are exposed to ideas and things they've never thought of before i mean yeah. I, I was brought up in a a very careful, cautious household. Um, you know, d d don't you know? Don't take risks and and all those kinds of things. And it's it, that it's not natural for me. I'm I'm a risk taker. And um, you know, like when I started, I was a physiotherapist. That was my job, and it was very safe, secure job working for the NHS and it's all going to be great and I remember saying to my parents like you know I'm thinking of jacking that in and, and doing martial arts full time like oh don't do that that's the worst decision yeah. you'd ever make and all the rest of it and you know had I not done that we wouldn't there wouldn't be a thousand students benefit from what yeah. we do and exactly no way uh, run a successful business moving into property investment now and you know, I've got stocks and shares. God, that's the most risky thing you'd ever do, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> um, all, all, all that kind of thing. It's it's all come out of being exposed to different ideas. Um, yeah. and, and I think that, I, you know, this podcast is brilliant because, you know, people are going to see aspects of themselves in, in what they're hearing and maybe exposed to a different way of thinking, which can then just stimulate a thought and that thought can grow into into who knows what, yeah. you know, and I think it's great. That's why, I, that's why I liked the idea. Like me and my brother sat down and this is, this is ages ago um, before I even started it. And I was like, we could, we could do one, but who would want to listen? Like, that sort of thing. My brother had been toying with it for, for a long time as well. Um, and then when I first started um, accepting that I had my mental health, um, I don't want to say problems because they're not problems. They are, but they're, but it's, it's me, basically. When I started accepting myself and, and these thoughts and feelings and these emotions that I had that I didn't know how to deal with, I was like, how can I do it? At the time, I wasn't ready to write them down into, into the book like I did. I had already started um, with my tour diaries that I used to jot down in. Um, but I wasn't, with my, with my dyslexia, I wasn't quite ready to sit and write it all down. So I was like, right. What can I do? I'm quite gobby. I can be quite gobby. Why don't I just hit record and just and and the reason why I quite like doing the podcast now is I'm not a famous person. I'm just Tomo. I'm just a regular person. I've got a regular job. I just happen to press record on a weekend and have, have decent conversations with people. And you know, it's starting to grow. It's slowly growing. It's not. It's not like I've got thousands of people listening. I've got 
enough, we'll say. I, I haven't checked the analytics to, to give you the actual data, but I've got enough. Um, social media has gone, gone quite, quite rapidly up and it's like, oh, people are actually listening because they realise it's just a regular person who's got regular problems just like anyone else who happens to talk to mm. other like-minded people that have, so, some may have a blue tick, some may not. Um, but yeah, just getting, just, and I like sitting down and having conversations. Normally you'd do it in a pub, but we can't at the minute. <laughs> you know, or, or, or invite a, a mate round and have a cup of coffee or something. Again, can't do that at the minute. So just hit record and, uh, well, you don't have to hit record. That's why technology is good at the minute and social media and things like that. I've always said it's a double-edged sword, social media, because like we said, some people will like you, some people won't. Um, and unfortunately, everybody has a voice, so they they can just pop up and go, you're a dick. You're like, oh, cheers. Um, but it gets people in conversation that you wouldn't, um, you may have uh, come out of uh communication with like like myself and you we, we um we haven't spoke since fucking 2013 but we now just yeah. sat and had a fucking hours long conversation and it's like mm. and for for me personally i'll go back into the house now and i'll be i'll be buzzing off my tits like all happy because i've had a, a nice chat um mm. i've never i've never stopped recording uploaded and then gone into the house and been all down and depressed still it, it doesn't it's something about this this sort of interaction that we're having that helps boost mood a bit like um a bit like uh doing some fizz having a conversation with someone if, it, if it's a nice conversation and it's flowing and it's 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 smooth and, and what have you it, it does help boost your mood and we are social creatures we need social interaction as much as most, a lot of people, are, myself included, I'm like, well, I don't really like people. That's that's bollocks, really. I do like people. I do like people coming in and having a conversation. Yes, do I sometimes prefer to be on my own? Who doesn't? But, yeah, I enjoy people coming on and having a chat. It's, it's just nice, mate. It really is. <clears throat> and it breaks up the monotony yeah. of talking to the no, same people as well. Think of catching up with you. It has, mate. It has. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, w I won't. I won't take up too much more of your day. Have you got anything else planned for the for the day? Obviously, you had some viewings this morning. You said was it house viewings you had for yourself, uh, or is it? It's, yeah, yeah. Me, miss and me little boy are uh, just out um, over at his cousins. They'll be coming home soon. Then we just spend the rest of the day. Maybe go for a nice walk or something. Um, I like nice. to make you know Sundays as yeah, Sunday as much much as I can. Um, you know, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're busy with these properties at the moment. Um, it's interesting you saying your girls do, do gymnastics. I'm starting a gymnastics school um, in oh, one yeah. of our. It's adjacent to one of our martial arts schools, so starting that. So I'm gonna shoot over there probably tomorrow and just do the finning, finning touches. Um, nice. To that, it was good really because we, we, we had that already just before this lockdown. We had um, 185 kids booked in for the first week to come and train with us. And um, yeah, just the oh, lockdown just happened. There was like, oh God. But um, it's uh, it's all ready to go. You know, we've got all their details. Thanks to, again, technology, names, email addresses, yeah, yeah. telephone numbers. They're all sat there ready to start. Um, so yeah, I've got that. I've got a, a yoga studio. 
that, that I'm starting as well again next to one of my martial arts schools because I've been doing yoga for, for years now. I couldn't teach it. I'm not very good at it. But um, <laughs> it just helps me help, help me to um, stay loose. So the instructor yeah, yeah. who's been teaching me, you know, she needs a bit of a bit of a chance to, to, to do well. So I thought, well, I'll oh, open awesome. up a studio. Yeah, and why not? Away she... So, yeah, lots of... Uh, Lots, lots, lots to look forward to as you come out of lockdown, really. A few businesses to boost up, you know, continue to build the property stuff and things and um, exciting, really. You know, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just hoping that this all comes to an end really, really soon and, and we just go back to go back to normal. I hate all this new normal shit. Like I was I was quite yeah. happy with old normal. To be yeah, same here. Back to same here. What we were doing. <laughs> Definitely, hundred percent agree. And I'm the same, mate. Sundays for for us, although I, I I tend to do my podcast on a Sunday. That's usually about an hour, an hour and a half. But other than that, it's family day. We go out for a long walk, or, or something like that. We went out earlier, but obviously it's snowing down here, and my youngest was just freezing. Bless her, she was getting the ump, and he was like, "Well, we'll we'll do what you want to do and go in then, shall we?" Um, but yeah, they're, they're inside. They're watching movies, so I'm sure I'll be bombarded with with stuff to do <laughs> and a Sunday dinner. Yeah. So. It's the best time though, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a new father, obviously my, my little boy just turned three uh, last week and it's just, it's the best thing in the world. Like it gives you a reason to do everything, doesn't it? You know, yeah. um, so hard, you know, it's it just yeah, my favorite time, favorite time. I, I'm a driven guy. I like to succeed in what I'm doing, but there is nothing like that. That family time is to—it's what makes it all worthwhile, kind of thing. And Definitely. you know, for anyone who, uh, you know, mental issues or whatever, you know, you, you look, you, your kids smile at you and calling your daddy like that's it. You know, everything else just Definitely. disappears, doesn't it? You just Definitely. get on. That, that's is, that's one of the the things that I use. So I, I was always through this inner armor coaching. They teach you to have that that light. That if you mm. go down, you've got that light that will take you back out of the uh, the darkness. And mine have and always will be my 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 kids. They're, they they just know the right thing to say at the right time. Whether it's them just being sassy and, and cute, or whether they actually coming down and have a cuddle and just say, "Daddy, I love you." That sort of thing. It's like well, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. You're mm. the reason. And um, yeah, but, but yeah, definitely. But. Saying that, mate, I won't take up any more of your time. I hope you enjoy um, right. the rest of your the rest of your family day. Yeah, and it's it been a privilege to have you on. Yeah, you have a great day. Enjoy your Sunday dinner. <laughs> Will do, mate. Will do. Catch you in a bit. <laughs>